0: Sports Podcast, where we talk history of the game numbers and stats, each week we highlight a charity that's doing good, if you haven't subscribed yet, then you should, because I'm sick, this is this, 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 the, the real deal, and you know I got a shout out to Buffalo Bill, turn it up to the max, sit back and relax, this the Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast. Is up, Bills Mafia. Welcome into this episode of the Buffalo Nerd, your home for Buffalo Bills football with a charity on top. Brought to you by SB Nation on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network and is being served up to you live by Picasso's Pizza on the Buffalo Rumblings VidCast Network. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day, Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza. Shipping local and nationwide. Order online at Picasso'sPizza.net. I'm your host, Colt Schroeder. If it's your first time catching the show, Appreciate you. Thanks for finding me. Happy you're here. If you're already part of the Nerd Mafia, then welcome home. Uh, I see you got some of the usual characters. Richard Rush is in the house. A couple other folks that are normally hanging out are here and present. We obviously got week four of football coming up here. We're going to hit a little bit on the debacle in Miami. And obviously, we got some football happening here in about 18 minutes. We'll have kickoff of the Bengals and the Dolphins, uh, the Super Bowl champion to be Dolphins. Um, according to what we saw last week and the Miami fans, right? I think everybody can agree. It was a a tough, tough situation. We'll dive into it a little bit. And then we're going to obviously get into this week with the big matchup in Baltimore. We don't want to drop two in a row. So this game to me feels like a big opportunity for us to really push ourselves back over the hump here. But before we get into all that stuff, like we do every week here on the show, we do highlight a charity um, organization that's doing cool things. So this week, I want to highlight the CHC Learning Center. Um, They basically uh, they're right there in Amherst um, and they essentially are kind of like a private school um, for kids with disabilities. Right. So, um, you know, most of you that follow the show know that I have a son that has uh, cerebral palsy. So these kind of organizations hit real big for me. Um, You know, it's uh, they do great things, but there's always a need for funds in these types of scenarios because, you know, things are just expensive. You got to have certain things for, you know, certain people and things of that nature. So you can head over to chclearningcenter.org and check them out. Um, they're right there in the backyard in Amherst of uh, all of you that are local. So very cool organization. Uh, if you can get over there and check them out, check them out. All right. We've got Thomas in the house. What's up, dude? Thanks for stopping by. Got Richard Rushes up here in the house. Thanks for being here again tonight, Richard. So. I want to hit on last week real quick. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because I think this has been being like just kind of blown way out of proportion. I think most of Bill's Mafia will agree. Miami is not a great football team. Um, we, we beat ourselves, I would say, in that game. There was just a ton of different things that took place, you know, through that game where I think anybody that followed the show last week, I said it was good. I was calling 35 to 21. Bills over the Dolphins. uh, I feel like we left roughly 20 points out there um, between the botch snap at the end of the half to never kick a field goal, the missed field goal the touchdown drop by Gabe Davis or drop or knockout, whatever you want to call it. And then obviously the one with McKenzie there at the end. So there's about 20 points, at least I think we left out there and that's not even including a couple other scenarios. Um, But obviously uh, some mental mistakes in this one, Uh, the early turnover, um, you know, that was a big momentum swing for them because they, they did nothing. I mean, for us rolling out, two rookies. You got cheetah in the locker room afterwards talking like he's some some kind of superstar that just had a monster game. And I'm looking at the stat line going two catches, bro, two catches. So this, this isn't a great team. Um, I think we really, really beat ourselves in some bad situations. Obviously the heat was a factor. Injuries were a factor. Uh, There was just tons and tons of things that went against us in that game that were mostly because of us minus the heat and things of that nature. But the, the just the bad plays, not finishing drives. I mean, ninety some plays. i I, I think that we need to find a better efficiency than 90 some plays, right? Like that's great that we can, we can have the ball that much. And that's great that we have that much time of possession, but 90 plays in that amount of time is a lot. I think if you're, if you drop 15, 20 plays off of that, or some of the guys a little bit fresher, are things viewed a little bit differently, right? That's all, that's all afterthought stuff, right? I'm not, I'm not saying anything about how things were handled by all accounts. The team, was well prepared to do this, but when it's 110 degrees out and you're in the sun the entire time and you're playing for 90 plays, that's a lot to ask, right? And uh, then you pile injury on top of injury on top of injury. uh, That's just a lot to ask. So it's fine. Uh, For those of you that watched the show way in the beginning, this first seven game stretch, we knew was going to be an interesting to see how we came out of this. You know, we expect to be good, but there's other good teams, too. This is the NFL, right? Everybody is going to show up. There's scenarios like the heat in Miami that could take you down. You might get a frigging rainstorm, windstorm, so you can't pass the ball and then you have to run and you're not very good at that. So there's there's different things that can take place. So I think that most of us thought that there's possibilities of losses. Was it Miami? No, I don't think I mean, many of us thought we'd lose to Miami. Um, you know, I think that most people thought maybe the Rams in the opener, um, maybe Baltimore this week. And then obviously in a couple of weeks, we've got Kansas city, but for me, that wouldn't have been Miami. Right. Um, and I don't think they beat us realistically. Yes. The scoreboard says they won, they get the W this, that, and the other, but there was nothing in that game that showed me that they were better than us. With our backups, realistically, for the most part, uh, an interesting stat that came out shortly after that—that that was only the second time out of 196 times where one team completely blasted the other team in yards. So the Bills were at like 490, whatever. The Dolphins were down at like two, two eighty something or whatever. That was the only the second time ever in the NFL that the team with the low yardage won. The other time it happened, Miami. Two years ago with Tua, so I mean it's just it's a rare rare thing that took place, right? I, and I think everybody could walk out of that game saying, "Hey, we're okay." Obviously, we need some people back. I, 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 I like Jordan Poyer. Please, please play again because um, our back end's definitely a little different. I, I think most of us would look at that Miami game and say, minus the third and twenty-two play, there wasn't much that took place there. Right. But that one play changed everything. Right. And, and I think Leslie Frazier came out and said that he could have put them in a better position, but I I feel like if you had Poyd out, if you had Poyer and Hyde out there, that you would find yourself in a really good situation and that wouldn't take place. That's just my thoughts on it, you know? So I thought all in all the team played well, we just didn't get enough done in the end. And and we've seen this happen to us in the past, right? Um, I'm not buying into the one score crap. And you know, the last seven times we've lost one score games, whatever, go look at big stats. Overall, we've, we've lost like 10 games in the past three years in the regular season. So I don't care how many you're losing by whatever score you've only lost 10 games in the past three years in the regular season. I could care less if it's by single digits. Obviously you want to win close games and be good at that. And maybe even known for that, but I prefer we win by blowouts. Why be in close games? But anyways, I got some stuff here in the chat. Let's let's get going in the chat here. So is Gabe Davis injured. Yeah. I'm going to bring that up next here. Obviously we'll dive into that because I think the biggest thing that most people saw come out of Miami, what right was that our injuries were just terribly, terribly piling up. Um, But yeah, Gabe Davis today was back. uh, He was back downgraded actually from yesterday. So, um, this, this is interesting. Um, I'm glad that he was brought up actually, because I, I wanted to, there's a couple guys, tons of guys on this injury report. I mean, there's like 12 guys on the injury report. Um, but if you go, there's four guys on there to me that are the most important and Davis being one of them. I think that we saw maybe like a 80% Davis last week, right? I, I don't think we saw full Gabe Davis last week. And if that's the case, I would rather he sit out because a hundred we saw in the previous week when you're going up against the secondary, that's not that great, which Baltimore doesn't have a great secondary that we could go without Gabe Davis, right? Like Kumaro wasn't great and everything like that, but we just said, Stefan Diggs, we need you to execute and be a superstar. And he did that. Right. I, I think that if we get some of these other guys back I, at this point, I would rather just have Gabe not play if he needs to sit out. I know this is a, a game that we want to win. Um, This is the game that we probably need to win uh, just in long-term things, but I don't like 80, 90% Gabe because I thought that even though we threw the ball all over the place, there was a mix of different people used. So there, this team can function, right? When we saw Gilliam step up in that game without Davis, you know, we got Quentin Morris back. He, he's more than capable. So I'd rather we get him healthy, right? And that's kind of where I am with him. The other one that's the biggest one for me actually is Mitch Morris. I think that Mitch showed us even in the Tennessee game, when he went out that there was a major drop-off with the connection at center. And then we saw in this game that there was a major disconnect. I mean, it cost us potentially three points there at the end of the half, trying to get that kickoff with the bobbled snap. Uh, And then by the end, when you're in your third string guy, it's kind of hard to do much, but it was a constant thing where they were putting Josh up closer to the line of scrimmage to try to help with the snap. And that's not where we're comfortable and that's not where we're used to being. So Mitch Morris, uh, it looks like he was limited again today. That's two days in a row. Um, I've heard through the grapevines a little bit that um, he, he basically, should play this week and Richard just dropped here in the chat. Yeah, if you guys didn't know this, that basically he hurt his ankle yesterday. I saw this floating around too, uh, that Gabe might have re-injured that ankle yesterday. Um, so he wouldn't do anything today. So it'll be interesting to see this could also just be one of those things that they're babysitting it because of who he is and how early on in the season it is. I mean it's it's not win now or everything's dead in the water, right? Obviously you want to win these games. But so Morris coming back this week would be a major plus. I think uh, when you have You know three-fifths of the line secure it makes it a lot easier to choose how you're going to go against teams and how you're going to get protect and how you're going to function and with having morris saffold and dawkins there and dawkins is sick um you know so we'll see i'm I'm gonna imagine he's going to be available and he's going to play right but he is sick right now too and he hasn't got in a lot of practice this week so there's definitely injuries piling up. The other positive one though, this week was Dane Jackson, right? He's out there running around. Uh, he's, he's wearing the red contact, but he got in another limited today. Um, I, I, it feels to me like signs are pointing towards Dane Jackson being in the lineup, um, which is great because obviously uh, Benford's probably not going to be in the lineup with the broken hand, Um, you know, maybe unless they're going to club him up, but I doubt he'll be covering anybody uh, if he does have to play on special teams or whatever. Uh, We obviously did the Xavier Rhodes signing. Um, I I was tweeting after the last game that it just felt like we were going to have to bring in a veteran at this point when you're, when you're trickling down into like undrafted guys or you're rolling out there. I mean, that's fine and all. If you have guys that can do that and you can produce that, that's fine and awesome. But that's not something I don't think we want to rely on. And it, and it feels like that's what we'd be relying on. So the Xavier Rhodes coming in, I imagine uh, he's going to probably suit up this week uh, and be in spot duty. If you get Dane back, you got Elam on the other side. I think you have you know maneuverability that he could come in and kind of spot duty and you can kind of get him acclimated to what you're doing. Obviously, this is a tough game. For a guy that hasn't been playing to come in and go up against you know lamar jackson and and the ravens and that offense but that's what we're going to have to do the last one to me uh ed oliver uh ankle is heavily taped today um but he's he looks like he's trending towards playing um i I didn't we didn't know for a while here that um he was actually had a high ankle sprain you know we thought it was a medical ankle sprain initially so he's got the high ankle sprain which explains why he hasn't been playing or excuse me playing and practicing um but he was limited, but all signs are pointing to him being back in there. And if he's back in there, I feel much more comfortable with Jones and Oliver. Uh, without Phillips, without Oliver, we're thin, and it, it became apparent, you know, at some points during those things that we're just thinner at those positions without those guys. And not all, Oliver looked, by all accounts, like he was going to have a great season for the first game and a half, right? So I, you know. We'll see, but those are kind of the four guys that I think we need to be focused on moving into this. Obviously we're going to get to, yeah. So what do we got here? Roy Collins didn't Gilmore play with the club early on. Yes. Yeah, so I think you can. And uh, I think Sal Capaccio brought this up that he only played on special teams um, when he came back in the game after that. Um, I thought I saw him out there in some coverage plays after that, but I have not gone back and seen all of it yet. I kind of wanted to move on after that game because there wasn't really anything there that showed me other than the miscues that I saw that there was anything else to see really. I mean, it's time to just kind of move on to those guys, but I I do think that he was actually out there and I mean, I'm sure that it hinders you, but some of the problems sometimes with the younger guys is they like to grab and they pull and they get holding calls. Well, you can't do that if you're wearing a club. So maybe it is a good thing. I don't know, but the injuries. The list is still deep. We got a got a lot of guys that are showing limited. A lot of D- DNP still today. It's Thursday. You know they'll get in a walkthrough or something or another light like practice tomorrow. So we'll see what the report looks like on Friday. Hoping we see Oliver Morris and Dane Jackson all trending up. All accounts are Poyer uh, should be back. Thank goodness. Uh, missing two All Pro safeties is just not cool. I mean, and and I thought Hamlin. Played well, and I thought Johnson played well. Like I mentioned, they gave up that one play. Hamlin was making some plays in the backfield. He was disruptive in the backfield a little bit. Uh, there's definitely a lot of positives there, but you can't, you just can't like get the same level of production from two guys that have been standing next to each other for the past four years that can basically understand exactly what they're doing all the time without even really having to say it. Right. I mean, that, that's something tough to get going. But if you've got Poyer out there, you get Oliver back in the middle. This defense to me is, is, is super disruptive. Uh, and, and then they can produce, especially if our offense can continue to maybe slow down a little bit and uh, not produce 93 plays a game. Right. But you guys let me know your thoughts on that in, in the chat. Cause, uh, I'm, I'm kind of not super stoked with the 93 plays like i get it they are that means our defense did its job we had the ball a lot we we're doing a lot of things but it it, it feels like we we don't want to be doing that much um and, and i think this week we won't because i you guys will see when I drop my score prediction, you know, that I, I think that it's going to be a little bit different this week for us. You guys go ahead and drop your uh, score predictions down there in the chat for me too. And let me know where you guys are at on this game. Uh, but mine, I, I think I'm going to trend a little differently than some people, because I think we're going to see something a little bit different this week, but let's go ahead and uh, start out. We're going to hit the offensive side of the ball first. Right. You know, this to me is, it was, this was just total health, right? So the, for this week, if we get our guys back, Bates is, he was back a uh, limited today as well. I believe he may make it through the protocol. Spencer Brown, we haven't really heard much about how he was having trouble, you know, getting through the game, but we haven't really heard how he's been since. So I'm anticipating that he's fine and he's back. So if we bring our offensive line back here in full gear, uh, you know, I do think that what we're going to see this week, hopefully, and and it may not be what everybody wants, but we I, I'm anticipating both of these teams actually to slow down this week and try to run the ball on each other. So Baltimore is actually good at running, right? And we're not great at it. I think they rank, yeah, so they're eighth in rushing. We're 15th we're first in passing their 13th. So they obviously don't want to pass as much as we do, but I think you see both of these teams just try to establish the run and slow the game down to keep the other quarterback off the field, right? Lamar Jackson's playing all world right now. Josh Allen is playing all world right now. I know people want to point fingers about the throw ties there at the end and this, that, and the other, the dude put up 450 yards. Out of 490-something, I just heard say he counted for 83% of the plays, either he running or passing, 83% of 93 plays. So I, I anticipate we're going to try to do something a little bit different. If we believe in our backs and we're getting our line back, and you hear Deion De- 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 Dawkins today um, when they're asking him in the locker room, hey, why are we having trouble running the ball? Well, the game plan isn't to run the ball. We're not having trouble running the ball. We're not being asked to run the ball. I think that changes this week. I think we do actually kind of see this try to slow down, keep Lamar off the field. This is a team we've had success against. The last couple times we've played Lamar, we've had success against him and we've been able to slow him down. Now, we've had Hyde and Poyer. But we've been able to slow him down. So, our offense, I anticipate we're going to try to slow this down a little bit. And for me, it's just execution. Your quarterback is super good. If you get your line back, You've obviously got great players in Stephon Diggs. I think we underutilized Diggs last week. Um, I'm I was a little surprised that we did not really go after Xavier Howard being dinged up. He's dinged up again tonight. Like I just I felt like we would go a little harder at him, especially with the way Diggs had been playing. And I think that was almost a problem. I, I get we spread it around and things moved, and we still put up 400 and some yards. But to me, this is digs this week. I want to see him get back into that kind of mode against Tennessee where he's, he's the alpha male on the field and nobody can stop him. And we know that. So we go to him, we let him make big plays. We let him do his thing. And that's what we're focused on doing. But for me, just execute, right? We had the turnover that whatever it was piss poor blocking on that play resulted in a turnover, get the offensive line back. just focus on executing focusing on finishing, right? Third and one, we have not been good at third and one, right? So we've been doing a lot of fourth down plays. And I know a lot of us are happy with the aggressiveness um, that we are seeing from McDermott this year with going for it. But I'm also to the point where we got to, we got to look at taking points when we can take points too, right? So if we're not always finishing, there's got to be a little more just taking the points, I think, and, that, and that's going to benefit us a little bit more in a game like this. So get down there and don't necessarily focus on having to put up touchdowns every single time, as long as we're getting points, every time we touch the ball, unless we see our defense just doesn't stand a chance against Lamar, then that changes everything, right? And we have to go balls to the wall, but get the run game going. Singletary looked great last week. He looked great in the past game. I think the backs are, they're there. You know, Zach Moss broke that one run for like 40 some yards. These guys aren't being used a ton. So they're, they're ready, right? They're ready to go. And we've got three of them. Uh, You saw cook a little more. I, I thought there was opportunities where they were bringing him in late in that game. When everybody was tiring down, that that was the guy. He should have been the target when Diggs was tired, when McKenzie was tired, That's when we should have been bringing in Cook and letting him run against those tired linebackers in the middle and making the plays. But I I think we'll see that continue to develop more and more. He's getting more involved. That's why I'm anticipating a a lot more running back kind of invested game this week and getting these guys running the ball, keep Lamar on the sideline and let your offense do what it does. It's very good when it can just function, right? And it's just smooth sailing. It's functioning. We're probably going to see cover two. So if you're going to see cover two with those safeties sitting back, a lot of those chunk plays aren't there. So you got to really, really execute, run well, bring them up. And then we go from there. Right. Let's see. We got Levi in the house. I did like, uh, did like the cook. He was having the ball. Yeah. I mean, he looked better. And I, and I really thought that's why we were bringing him in so much towards the end there was because that was where we were. We were tired. They were tired. We were tired, but he had not been on the field, but for like 10 plays. So he was juiced and it felt like opportunities. And you saw him try to get it to him a couple of times during that, but offensively. I just don't really feel like we need to change much. And if you do go throw all the ball 60 times again this week, it's not going to surprise me. Uh, I think we could still win that way. The Ravens have been giving up a lot of passing yards. So it's just to me, this is more about potentially keeping Lamar off the field. And I think Sean McDermott might want to kind of go to that approach a little bit more in this game than we have seen kind of in the past, especially when we're dealing with injuries, we're dealing with, you know, guys that were under rested and hopefully are ready to rock and roll in some cool temperatures this week. But so that's where I went on the offense. I don't really think we need to do much. Just it's, it's just finish execute, keep the errors down and let's not be in 110 degrees. And I think we'll be fine. Now, this side of the ball obviously was the concern last week. I think that the rookies showed us that they could, they could handle their own, but that was against Tua, right? And I think we can all agree Tua is just not that good. I mean, sure, he's leading the league and things and people have him MVP candidate, this, that, and the other. We'll see how he does tonight because the Bengals have only given up two passing touchdowns. The Bills had only given up two, one of them to Tua. So let's see what he does against a team that is good at defending the pass again because Lamar Jackson is way better than Tua, right? So if you, if you have a banged up defense, which it looks like we're going to get some nice pieces back this week on that defense, if we get Poyer and Oliver back, uh, that changes a lot of things, but this week tackle, 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 right? If Lamar's going to be out running the ball, run around for a hundred yards, you got to tackle this guy. You know, he's going to get out you know they're going to have some designed runs, you have to tackle. This has to be a game that is 100% focused on no yards after catch and no yards after contact, right? This needs to be hit them, drop them. And the reason I think we're going to be pretty okay in this is because Matt Milano has looked phenomenal this season in tackling in open space. Edmonds has looked phenomenal in tackling in open space. And those two guys are obviously going to be the key because we need to push, this defense. That's why I'm, I'm I'm hoping Oliver's back. If we get Oliver back, that's going to be great, uh, because I really with with Lamar, you gotta you gotta disrupt him, and you do you do in a sense want him to move. You just want it to be a controlled move, right? So I think we got to push this week, and you got to tackle. That's it. This is that's all. This is that there's. There's nothing about their wide receivers, right? That I'm terribly concerned with. I think Rashad Bateman is more than a serviceable wide receiver in the NFL. Uh, the Dun- Dunvey kid is having a good season so far, and obviously they have Mark Andrews. But there's nothing outside uh, on the outsides that I'm overly concerned with. So I want to be hyper focused on the man in the back, right? And my plan should be to take him out. Is it going to be Teron Johnson kind of playing a spy role? I don't know. I think Milano might be that guy, right? Milano's sole purpose might be to just stop Lamar Jackson this week and kind of fill in that role. We tend to not do that though, right? We're the bills. Leslie Frazier likes to roll out the same kind of defense, rush four guys and just hang and do our thing, right? So maybe we won't. Maybe this is a week we pressure, uh, but you do have to disrupt this guy and not let him have control of his runs is kind of what I think I'm getting at here is like, he's going to do it. Right. And you, and that's fine. So, but we don't want him having control of where he's running before we know where he's running. We want to push him to a location and then corral him in that location, right? Get him to where we know he's going. If he's running, he's only getting, one half of the field to try to run to a quarter of the field to run to. We can't be giving him the whole gamut of the field to make things happen. We, we have to isolate him, push tackle and just play our solid defense. Again, I know we took the L last week, but the defense also didn't like show me like that. We're not capable. Now this is Lamar Jackson. He's putting up like five touch, four or five touchdowns a week. He's the a clear MVP candidate right now. He's off to a phenomenal start. He looks like the same guy that won the MVP when he won the MVP. The dude's legit. This is a legit challenge this week. Uh, even with our guys back, if we get some of them back. We're still without Hyde. We're still going to be missing some pieces. There's still no Trey White, right? There's, there's still reasons to be like, this isn't exactly who we are yet, but. We're now in a situation where we've dropped one in the AFC in the division. um, And then we've got our first loss in the AFC conference. Right. And we've got Baltimore. Then we got Pittsburgh. Then we got the chiefs. So three more AFC games. We, I just can't see us going into this bye with two losses. Uh, I don't want us to go into the bye with two losses. We'll be fine. If we do like uh, two losses at uh, seven weeks in going into the eight weeks, Eight, halfway through the season with the bye week, uh, two, that means you're ending probably around four, five max. Um, personally, I don't want us to be in that situation. So I would much rather that we get this win against Baltimore. And I do feel like we are much more capable of winning this game this week than some people are probably giving us credit um, because of how good Lamar's playing. We're banged up. We're on the road. You know, th- there's a lot of things that could be said about it. But for me, this game boils down to just. I don't want to call them equal offenses, but the offenses are, if you were going to call them equal at worst, right? Like our wide receiver core is clearly better than theirs, top to bottom. The quarterbacks are very good. The running backs are pretty equal. I would say the offensive lines are both dealing with injuries. So I'm going to put the, the offenses are equal at worst. I would still say top to bottom. We're probably better, especially if you just do it on paper, but Right now, if I say all things that they're equal, this game to me is whose defense is going to show up and whose defense is going to make the play that matters. So for me, when I look at that, and I'm, I'm filtering through the defenses. I'm looking at who's doing what uh, I'm looking at us being the fourth ranked defense or the eighth ranked defense or the second ranked offense or the fourth ranked offense. Uh, this to me comes down to that defense, right? I think both of these offenses are capable of hurting you because of the quarterback. So it's whoever's defense shows up this week. And like I mentioned off the top, you guys drop your uh, score predictions down in the chat there and let me know where you guys are at. I am going to call this 24, 20 Buffalo bills. and. I know that's a lot of people are, have this feeling that this could go to a shootout. This could get to this big, massive thing. And it could, and and I'm, I I wouldn't be stunned. Right. I mean, like you're talking about Lamar Jackson and you're talking about Josh Allen and especially in Baltimore's case, you're talking about a defense that's been getting raked. I mean, two have put up six touchdowns. So uh, it feels like Josh Allen could put up three touchdowns on them very easily. Right. So, that's why I'm 24-20, just because I think we do, in fact, see this game slow down. It's it's a crucial game for both teams. Um, you know, obviously they have a loss already. We have a loss already. Neither one of these teams want to drop the second game this early in the season. So it's it's one of those things where this is gonna be a true test for us this week. I do think that we are still the better football team when it comes down to it. Top to bottom, we're the better football team. And I think we're gonna see that show this week. And we should move on to three and one, move into Pittsburgh uh, next week, back at home, get some home cooking and let's get ready to move into this by rolling again on a nice little streak. We saw this happen last year. We take a loss and then we start rolling. Right. So let's get back on the roll and, you know, not take another L. I mean, obviously that's the goal but that's going to do it for this week's show. I appreciate you guys uh, coming and hanging out every Thursday with me. Uh, you know, a lot of, I have a lot of fun with you guys jamming in the chat and doing all that stuff. And it's just been a, a lot of fun interacting with everybody so far in the season. I think we're going to be uh, going into a victory Monday this week is kind of my feeling overall. Uh, this should be a very good football game. Another nice litmus test for us early on to just kind of see who we are, what we're capable of up against good component, again, a, a good opponent that we could potentially see again later in the season as we march into the playoffs again this year i just don't think that um, they're quite there yet but i do believe that uh they're, they're they're in a position that they could take us down this week but it still feels to me like the buffalo bills 24 20 going to baltimore we get the win get josh allen and all the momentum back on our side as we move forward to week five Make sure you guys head over to chclearningcenter.org and check those guys out. They're right in their backyard. You might know somebody that needs their services, uh, you know, somebody that just wants to help out and donate some time or any of that kind of stuff. So if you guys can or willing to go over there and check them out. And of course, go Bills. Make sure you leave a review and subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll see you next time. Leg out.